Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous." For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And we pray. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Blessed is the man. The opening line of a book, of a song, of a hymn, of a speech, of a sermon well, it's got to be, it's got to say something. It's kind of important. It's got to say something for you to want to stay engaged. Don't judge a book by its cover, we might say, but you might want to judge a book by its opening line. Today we get the opening psalm of the Psalter, the book of Psalms. Now, just a little background on the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is actually five different books that were compiled together uh, into the collection of the psalms that we know today. There are 150 different psalms. They're all hymns. That's what a a psalm is. It's a hymn. Uh, They're ancient hymns. And they were written over a period of about a thousand years. Uh, Just think of that. This one book shows the worship, the worship life of God's people over a period of a thousand years. And, and they don't go in order, so it's not like the first is the oldest and, and uh, the 150th is, is the newest. Psalm 90 is probably the oldest psalm that we have. It was written by Moses in about 1500 B.C., 1,500 years before Christ. Psalm 1 is maybe perhaps the newest, uh, perhaps written by Ezra in about the year 444 B.C. They would place it... Uh, as one of the newest books of the Old Testament uh, that we have. But through God's working, the Psalter is compiled, and and this psalm, Psalm 1, is placed at the very beginning, uh, like an introduction. And it's a hymn, it's it's a devotion on what to think, what to believe about the rest of the Psalter, and, and really about the rest of God's Word. It's a song on what our attitude should be towards God's Word. So it begins, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. When I was in Hebrew class my first year of seminary, my uh, Hebrew professor, the now sainted Reverend Mark Harstead, made us memorize Psalm 1 in Hebrew. And uh, it's, it's just delicious. It's beautiful to say in Hebrew. English doesn't really do it justice. Uh, let me just read for you verse 1 in Hebrew. Ashrei ha'ish. Asher lo halak ba'atsat rasha'im 
Uvaderek Hataim Lo Amad, Uva Moshav Litzim Lo Yeshav. Just great. It's fun to say. The psalm has us begin meditating on where the just person will not be found. And three postures are considered walking, <clears throat> standing, and sitting. There are three places where the just man, the blessed man, will not be found. <clears throat> he will not be found walking in the counsel of the wicked, the ungodly. He will not be found standing in the path of sinners, and he will not be found sitting in the seat of the scornful. So what's being warned against here really is evil counsel, following or walking in evil words or advice. Last week in, in catechesis, in Bible study, <clears throat> if you were there, we, we heard about Absalom's rebellion against his father David, King David. And how David was betrayed by one of his closest servants, Ahithophel. Ahithophel was known for his wise and good counsel. Uh, Jewish legend even has it that, that Socrates, the Socrates, was his disciple. Now, whether that's true or not is, is debatable. But what is true is that Ahithophel turned against God's anointed king, David. He tried to offer what would have been good worldly advice for how to topple a government, uh, good words for Absalom to overthrow his father David. But of course, it wasn't God's counsel. It wasn't God's words. It wasn't God's counsel or plan. And so God causes Ahithophel's seemingly smart, worldly words to be seen as foolishness. And when it isn't followed, Ahithophel goes out, puts his house in order, we're told, and then he hangs himself becoming a foreshadow of Judas, who, uh, who when his evil counsel was, was not followed by the chief priests as he wanted, he goes and hangs himself. <clears throat> so it's significant that the book of Psalms, the Psalter, begins with this. What the just person shall not do. The counsel of the world leads down a road that believers... The blessed should not walk. But how do you know what is worldly counsel and what is not? How do you know what is good and what is evil? How do you know whether something is from God or is not? Is it just based on your own intuition? Is it just based on your own gut feeling? That's what the world might say. But this is what the psalm shows us next, just what the blessed man does do. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. The blessed man delights in the law of the Lord, that is, in the word of God. He delights in meditation. Now that could be translated as musing. When you turn something over in your mind, you muse on it, uh, and and while you muse on it, it's, it's amusing. It's, it's enjoyable. And I can say this is true from experience. Uh, to drink deeply from Scripture is, is actually really enjoyable. You know, it's different from the mindless pleasure of TV where you get to forget about the world for a little bit. To meditate on Scripture brings a, a greater joy that continues. 
And it doesn't help you forget about the world, but it does help you view the world differently. And, and so it's a joy then that, that lasts throughout your life. Uh, to know good counsel from wicked counsel, to know what is a good path and what is not, uh, to know where to sit. That is, what things you should be spending your time on. Where should you sit and rest? What things should you be doing? What things are important for you in your life that are actually beneficial for you to sit and rest in? God's Word and the Psalms specifically uh, is one of those things. In his law, he meditates day and night. Well, how do you meditate on it day and night? You won't always have the Bible with you. I'm not just saying this, you know, like your algebra teacher in seventh grade who said you, you wouldn't always have a calculator with you in your pocket, and of course, now you do. But the Bible is not like this, because the Bible is not like a magic trick. Uh, where whatever situation I'm in, I can open up the Bible or, or open my phone and scroll through and wherever my finger lands, uh, well, well, that verse is going to apply to me. No, you, you meditate on God's Word if it's in your heart. As you memorize Scripture, you put it in your heart. And as you put it in your heart, you have it with you at all times, day or night. And so you're able to consider where you're walking or standing, or sitting, day or night. I'd like you to open your hymnary to page 195. Page 195 in the front part, page 195. The church has historically used the Psalter as the basis for morning and evening prayer. Uh, for almost 3,500 years now, uh, believers have used the Psalms in this way. On page 195, you'll see on the top right what's called the monthly Psalter. Uh, this is not something that's new to our hymnal, but, but this is an ancient thing. This is an ancient table. Uh, it's an ancient way to put Scripture on your heart. And you do that by repeating them every month. So this is your table for, for going through the entire Psalter every single day. So in the morning, on, on day one of the month, you, 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 you read through Psalms 1 to 4. In the evening, 5 to 8. The next morning, 9 to 11, and so on. And I, I know Christians who have done this and are doing this and have been able to memorize all 150 Psalms. Uh, and so wherever they sit, walk, or stand, they have God's Word on their heart. And that's also why we sing the psalms. Uh, not only are the hymns meant to be sung, but if you sing something, you're, you're actually more likely to memorize it. That's why singing is such a valuable tool. Now, this habit of, of praying the psalms or singing them or, or reading God's word, you know, we in 2023 have, have a really hard time doing, though, because, you know, for us, it's, you know, we don't think it's immediately beneficial. It's not instantly gratifying. It takes too much of my already valuable time. And we idolize time, don't we? We are addicted to instant gratification. Our, our phones are, are proof of this. You know, they, they actually design apps. You know, they won't tell you this, but they actually design apps uh, 
to be like slot machines. So when you, you pull down, you get a new, new, noti new, new notification. You know, it's like winning, winning a lottery or winning the game, right? So it's addictive. You want to keep doing it. You want to keep scrolling down or pulling down to get a new notification to see uh, what somebody has said about you. We, we are addicted to this sort of thing. Scripture does not do this, but look at where reading Scripture, this, this constant meditation leads. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. This habit of praying or meditating on God's Word, in other words, is not supposed to be something that's immediately useful. It's not supposed to be immediately useful. Trees do not bear fruit right away. Trees bear fruit in season. But they first must eat the nutrients of the ground. They, they must drink deeply of its water. They must put down roots. The fruit, that's going to come later, when it's supposed to, in its season. So too, the life of a Christian, the life of Christian prayer and, and meditating in God's Word, there's no such thing as instant holiness. If something promises you instant holiness, it's, it's probably a lot like instant coffee, fake and no good. Consider that some trees don't bear fruit for many years, but they do eventually bear fruit. On the other hand, the wicked, the ungodly, the one who walks in the counsel of the ungodly, who stands in the path of sinners, who sits in the seat of the scornful, Psalm says he's like chaff, which the wind drives away. Like dried up and, and useless straw that's thrown out and, and is used for nothing but refuse, uh, for being the floor where, where cattle defecate. And, and their sin, their sin catches up to them. They walked in ungodly counsel, and so now, the psalm says, they're driven away. They stood in the path of sinners, and so now they shall not stand in the judgment. They sat in the seat of the scornful, and so they shall not, not, they shall not sit with the congregation of the righteous. This is the good counsel uh, that the Psalter begins with, and it's all good. It is all good. But so far, everything I've told you has been just that, counsel, advice. But the Bible is more than mere advice. It's so much more than basic instructions before leaving earth. That's such a terrible description of the Bible. God's Word is also the source, and primarily the source, of life. It's the water of life. And we're supposed to drink deep of God's Word. So let's do that. Let's drink a little deeper of this psalm. This psalm, and thus the whole Psalter, begins, Blessed is the man. That's not a random choice of words. It's not, blessed is mankind in general. It's not, blessed are people. It's not, blessed is the one. It's, blessed is the man. The Hebrew there is emphatically masculine, that is gender-specific. It's a male. Blessed is the male. It's also singular, the man, only one. One particular male in human history, 
Ashrei Ha'ish. The man is Jesus. This psalm is talking about Jesus. He is the one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, as 1 Timothy says. The law of the Lord, which is to be our delight night and day, finds its meaning only in Jesus. Without Jesus, the, the Bible is, is no different than a dishwasher instruction manual. Now, I mentioned before that we, we often read the Bible, you know, either if we don't read it like a, a dishwasher instruction manual or we're just going through it to, uh, to read it, uh, we often read the Bible like a yearbook. You know, you open a yearbook and you try to find who? You try to find yourself. <clears throat> We're not to look in the Bible for ourselves. We're not supposed to look in the Bible for what's instantly applicable to me. Instead, we are to meditate on the Bible to find Jesus. Drinking deeper means finding Jesus. Jesus said, all Scripture is about me. And so when we find Jesus, when we find Jesus, then we actually do see ourselves. We see ourselves as God wants us to be seen, as sinners, as the ungodly, who have walked, who have stood, and who have sat in wicked counsel, but sinners who are made righteous by Jesus. Yet for our sake, Jesus is the only man to have ever meditated on God's law perfectly day and night, to have never walked, stood, or, stu or, stood or, or sat, in wickedness. And yet, he is thrown out like chaff. He's condemned by the wicked, uh, by the ungodly, by wicked counsel of the ungodly. Even Jesus does not stand in the judgment, but he's thrown out of the congregation and crucified on a tree. But in trading places with us, with us, the ungodly, Jesus calls us blessed. Blessed is the man. The opening line of a sermon is important. Do you remember Jesus' opening line in his most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you. Blessed are you, Jesus begins his sermon. Why did Jesus start with this? Well, no doubt Jesus memorized the Psalter. But who is blessed? By the substitution of Jesus for you, revealed in Scripture alone, this becomes you. Blessed are you. You are the man who is blessed. Blessed is the man who is planted in Jesus, who is planted in Jesus' word, and who then bears the fruit of faith. Blessed are you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.